going on everybody it is coach greg adams back in here with another free agent lifestyle podcast thanks again for joining me everybody thanks again for the people that came over from youtube and recently subscribed to this podcast these podcasts appear on soundcloud itunes and google play and several other new places where i'm finding ways to expose this podcast and get the word out So thanks again for joining me. We are on podcast number 36. I have been here for 36 straight weeks, dropping some red pill knowledge to the brothers out here who need to hear a message of support, of support for what's going on out there. Because we know that the media out here, the media who is the traditional media who uh, propagates messages from certain uh, areas to get you to get you to think a certain way. We are the media for the individuals who need the message that we are talking about. So, guys, check out uh, the YouTube channel. We are probably going to be very close to hitting 50,000 subscribers. And that was a goal of mine to hit once I hit about 20,000. I was like, dang, I think we can get to 50. And I said, maybe we can get to 50 by July 1st. It was looking a little bleak, but uh, I think... We are, by the time I'm recording this podcast, there's less than 2,300 subscribers away from 50,000. So I think that's a tremendous goal. So I thank the coach gang and everybody else who uh, the men go on their own way. I thank everybody else that are coming out here supporting the message and supporting what we're doing out here. So today, guys, what we're going to talk about is we're going to talk about marriage. I I try to make that a, a focus of what I'm talking about. Uh, for several reasons. Number one, because uh, I believe I need to take down the institution and expose it for what it is because people don't have fair knowledge of what decision they're making. So that's what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about why it is for broken people. All right. And I'm, I say broken as broke and then broken people as well. So why marriage is for broke in people. All right. Uh, the next thing we're going to talk about is committing to your workout plan. I want you guys to get better at what you guys are doing with your body because your body is your temple. It is what you got. You only get one of these things. You get one of these things. And as you guys know, I'm a fitness trainer or a certified strength and conditioning specialist. So I do that as a, my main profession. And, you know, I want you guys to be at your best and not letting your body go. And the last subject we're going to talk about is being honest with women. What advantages that that you receive when you're honest with women? So let's get into the first topic, which is the main topic is why marriage is for broken people. And if you look at today's society where there is a big, a, a big expanding middle class, let's just use those high upper class elite, middle class and lower class, you know, people closer to the poverty line. Let's just use those as the the guideline of what we're talking about here. The middle class is expanding the lower class is expanding and all we always know that the lower class is there to scare the hell out of the middle class people and make sure that they go to their jobs they're just over broke and perform while the government takes you know 40 percent of your money right out of your back pocket but in today's society for the middle class people the ever expanding middle class people marriage is obsolete okay you have two people who are focused on their careers and providing for themselves and supporting themselves so much so that they don't have time for a real marriage. Not only do do they not have time, they're not bringing the yin and yang to each other. What they're doing is basically bringing yin and yin 
to each other and trying to make it work. You have two people that are going to be outside the home. They're committed to their bosses or they're committed to their real husband, all right, which is the government or whoever's providing them with the job. That is where their loyalties lie. And then, you know, if if they do have time for each other, they do come home to each other, you know, um, you know, if it's if it's middle of the week, they can't perform any marital duties. Honestly, you do. You might be able to have some sex or anything like that. But if you have a family that you're you're basically splitting hairs at this point and trying to make that marriage work. So for that middle class individuals, the people who are out here trying to work, make these things work. The feminist is trying to get with a, a blue pill, beta male, monkey chimpanzee. They're trying to make this work and it's not working out, honestly. So it's obsolete. They both don't need each other. And they're just there for traditional purposes of, of saying that they're married. So for the middle class people, marriage is obsolete for broke people. All right. Broke people who are people who are close to the poverty line and not making enough, enough money. Marriage, in, in a sense, could work for them, all right? It could work for them because they have no other hope. They do need each other to get uh, by day to day. And if, you know, we always say that the, the broke people are outbreeding the middle class people, you know, two or three to one. So they do need each other, in a sense, to survive. These people are holding down two and three jobs, I mean, and trying to make it and trying to keep themselves from going completely homeless, all right. If they had a financial situation, if they had a an, an economic event is what I call it. If they had an economic event, they would go under. All right. They get a flat tire. It could ruin their month. So these type of people need each other. So in, in a sense, uh, marriage for broke people is not as obsolete as it is for the middle class people. And of course, you got rich people, wealthy people who they go through marriages and they, you know, they for some reason, they can go through three, four, and five marriages without any problem. <laughs> they go through these so many marriages, and you'd be like, dang, how you marry two, three, and four times? All right, and, and the reality is that they can afford divorce. It is not as devastating as it is to the middle-class people and lower-class people if they go through a divorce. It's just out of pure selfishness, and, and somebody's trying to monkey branch or to, to a better situation, namely the female. But for rich people, they can merge families that's why they do their due diligence when it comes to meeting the family meeting the parents there's very uh, specific steps that they go through to make these marriages work and if they don't work it's not a big deal everybody can go about their business the husband can cut a check to the wife or if the wife is the breadwinner she can cut a check to the husband and they can go about their business all right so but for the middle people the majority the vast majority of people marriage is obsolete for these individuals, if you're a woman going to college, all right, and you're going to a college that is not considered the blue blood status, blue chip status college, and you're a young woman and you still want to get married, all right, you're out of your mind right now, all right? That that dream is very has very little chance of revealing itself to you, all right, anytime soon, anytime soon. So say you're a 23-year-old woman, so... You, the 23-year-old woman at still looks at marriage as a possibility. They want to get married, and they want to get married because they see what the fantasy is. You know, they've always wanted to be the little girl in the dress that walks down the aisle. The daddy hands her over, and there's a man over there, knight in shining armor. That takes her, and now they can start their own family. But if you ask a young man at the same age, 23, hey, do you want to get married? You know, by and large, they don't want to get married. 
they don't have any plans of getting married because they see how it, hard it is just to support their own self, just to clean their own rear end, all right, just to feed their own face. It is difficult for them. So they don't see any possibility of trying to support a, a woman in a traditional sense. And marriage is a traditional sense. It comes with all the terms, you know, the first date, you know, he pays, second and third date he pays. That's what he's thinking. You know, he's raised as a blue pill man. He's not trying to, you know, thump his chest and say, man, I ain't going to pay for nothing. All right. You get about 35, 40 when you can talk that game. But a 23 year old man is going, man, I got to buy an engagement ring. You know, he's struggling to try, try to buy his Xbox right now. He's trying to figure out what next video game he's going to buy. And he don't look he doesn't look at marriage as a reality for him. Now, it could be forced upon him. It could be thrust upon him in, in several instances. Maybe he knocks her up. Okay, he knocks up the girl, then they put the marriage on him. Okay, I, I better do the right thing, which he shouldn't do that. Or, you know, I think in the situation where they both graduate and they're moving higher up, they, they both have their, their goals, they're goal-oriented, and you have two young people who are raised in the traditional Christian or Catholic sense, and then they go, okay, yeah, we're, the right thing to do is get married right away. Then we can travel the world and you know, move up in our career, then we can have children. So there are a small percentage of people that do that. But I, at that point, I believe that, you know, he doesn't know who he is and neither does she. And they don't realize what's headed down the pike for them. So again, for young men, marriage is thrusted upon them and they really haven't done their due diligence to look to see how, what the marital laws are. They haven't seen that. Now, the woman has been studying marriage for the last 12 years. Say she's 23 since she's been 11 or 12, 13, 14. She's been studying marriage and marriage laws and looking at divorce and looking at families that are married. And she's idealizing marriage in her head. The men haven't done their homework. All right. So I always say women have a 12 year, at least at bare minimum, a 12 year head start on a man when they come to the ideas of wedding and marriage. A 23-year-old woman has already saw every step of her wedding plan in her head. She just hasn't filled in the, the person who she's going to get married to. In her mind, she has. That's why, you know, I always say, look, if a woman has a certain type, just leave it alone. All right, just leave it alone. Because in her mind, she's been fantasizing who that man is walking down that aisle. But for the most part, the man has not taken those steps. They have not planned out a wedding in his head and he may start doing that but he may he may only get six months of planning in his head when he get thinking about marriage so he gets okay maybe i want to marry her maybe i want to get down and he starts researching then bend the knee how to propose wedding rings uh you know engagement rings what do i need to do do i need to talk to the dad you know he starts doing his research six months prior where she's already done her research 12 years ahead of him okay that's why men are lost when it comes to the idea of marriage. And women are just as lost, but the reality of marriage does not hit them well into the, the marriage itself. And the reality is today, for the middle class, this whole idea is falling apart. Yes, you will have some exception of, to the rule on this one. You will have some people, you'll be like... Coach Adams, I know several people that have gotten married. Okay, yeah, you, you, I get it. Me too. 
Hashtag me too. Pound me too. But for the majority of the people out here, they are not getting married anymore. And you're seeing an ever increasing amount of women in their early 30s starting to panic because, yes, they did go to college. They did go to grad school or they got their MBA. Maybe some of them went to medical school. And now they're 28 and 29, starting to try to take dating seriously and trying to, you know, stop doing monkey double backflips on the cock carousel. They'll stop trying to do that. And now they get four years of experience dating. They might have had a real relationship that, that would look like it was going to head to marriage and it broke off. Now they're 32 and they're starting to sweat. They're like, whoa, okay, now, now if I wait, you know, I'm 32 now. Say, for instance, I'm, I have to meet someone today to vet them out, to get to, you know, date them, to know them at least six months. Most best five years to get to know them and then vet them out and then start getting married and then start having babies. If you're 32, you're looking at, you know, possibly having the babies as late as 37 or 38. That is not in their mind. I can tell you guys, that is not in women's minds. And that's why they're panicking. They're coming on YouTube. They're finding the, the guys who were talking about men going their own way. They're seeing these brothers talk about the free agent lifestyle and the marriage is obsolete. And the, the state marital contract is uh, against men, heavily cited towards women. The divorce laws are, are so archaic that men are going homeless when they get into these divorces that they knew nothing about. And these women are panicking like, whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We didn't we didn't count on this. We didn't count on this. Now, you do have a group of those women that will sit around and talk about, well, we don't care. All right. We don't care about what these guys are talking about. They're gay. They're bitter. They're old. You know, whatever. We don't care. We're going to find some beta males out here that's going to marry us up. But there ain't that many out there. I trust me, guys. Everybody's like, oh, a beta male will always come up there. There's not that many that are going to do it. It's getting so bad out here. That between the red pill guys and the blue pill guys, even the blue pill guys, even the blue pill guys who don't take any red pills are looking at marriage like, hmm, this, this is not the best idea. And so you see the marital weight rate plummeting. Okay. You also see laws being enacted in certain states in the South that are trying to get people to continue to procreate and not kill their babies because they need these numbers to increase. If they don't increase, these Certain people will be disappearing, all right, by the year. So, for for the most part, marriage is for broken people. It's for broke people. It is not for middle class, and it is for people who are trying to fill some hole in themselves. They're they're trying to fill some hole holes within themselves, whether that's a financial hole, an emotional hole, something like that. They're they're trying to hitch their trailer to some wagon. So that they can carry them to the finish line. And this is mostly for women. They're trying to, you know, they look at it and go, okay, I, I went to college, got my degree. Now I'm 32 working on my career. I'm not as happy as I thought I would be working on my career. But now let me do the math. I got to work for the next 35 years plus in order to survive. All right. If, if that's if she doesn't get married. She's got to work for the next 35 years grinding it out just like this going to meetings and and trying to get promoted and trying to do job interviews i mean if she doesn't get married this is her future 
wouldn't you panic, guys, if you didn't if you didn't have a real retirement plan, like another human being that can carry you through, that you can use all his resources to pay all all the bills together, and then keep the money that you earn for yourself. <laughs> and and for guys, and for guys, I'll close by saying this. And for guys, if you're looking at it and you're going, all right, I'm going to be going into my 30s. All right, I haven't even made the money that. I'm going to make, I'm going to make my best money in my later years, 40, 45, 50, 55. Why in the world would you get married at 32? All right. It is the worst decision that you're going to make. You get married to somebody at 32, your better options are, you're going to have better options at 44 making great money than you do at 32. All right. You're going to have some women that are trying to, you know, they got baby, baby rabies. They're trying to lock you down. And then all of a sudden, you stuck with her and you had very little options beyond that because women don't look at men at age 32 as, you know, as they got it. They'll look at men in their early 40s as, OK, they're got it. They're coast and they make good money. Most men are, you know, struggling for the most part by age 32. You're going to have great options, way better options at 44 making good money than you do at 32 trying to kickstart your career. We're trying to get to the next level, get out of middle management and get to the executive level. All right, guys. So that's what I'm talking about on that one. You guys know my deal on that. I went pretty long on that. So we might have to cut one of these topics out, but maybe I'll go short on this one. Here's the deal, man. When you're working out, some of you guys don't work out. You need to work out. And the reason why I want you to work out is because when you work out, you get great benefits to your body and you give great benefits to your mental stability. You, you know, if you're dealing with depression or you feel yourself and, you know, the walls closing in, getting out in the gym will help you get over a lot of those things. Now, of course, it will help you build your confidence as your body continues to change. But for the most part, you can, you know, increase your blood flow. All right. You can feel better about yourself. You can relieve some pain. All right. There's some pain related to exercise. But, you know, joint pain and all of those things, you can get yourself better. You can increase your testosterone level. But the big thing is when you start a workout plan, the big thing is that you don't do a bunch of stuff too early. Like, you know, if you're a runner, you don't go out and run five miles when you haven't ran a mile in the last 10 years. Because you're going to be sore two days later and you're going to be like, hell, I ain't doing that again. The key to it is to start off slow and continue gradually building don't start lifting weights like you did when you were in your junior varsity football team class all right i remember you know back then you was like oh we was throwing the weight around now you're 38 you can't just jump back in it like that so i always tell people to work on controlling their body weight first work on using your body weight first doing plank exercises doing push-up exercises doing dip exercises on the bench all right doing a lot of the quadruped core exercises, all right? When you do a lot of those, those are all body weight exercises. When you do that, then you can gradually handle some of the heavier weights, all right? So then when you get to the resistance training, you can get to the dumbbells. You start off light. If you are in the gym where you feel like you, you know, are going to be judged by using the light dumbbells, go somewhere at home, buy some five or 10 pound dumbbells and, and work out at home. But start off slow and then continue to build. That way you'll be encouraged to come back and do better each and every time. 
that will get you to commit to your workout plan. You jump out there, try to throw in, uh 50 pound dumbbells around, you're going to be uh, in a mess, in a heap of soreness. And all of a sudden you don't want to work out anymore. Because <laughs> you'll be like, two, two workouts, that's it. So co commit to your workout plan. Work on your nutrition. Nutrition is not 80%. Of it, I always say it's about 60-65%. Obviously, you can't make a lot of a lot of mistakes with your nutrition. But if you meal plan and prevent yourself from coming in grabbing snacks in the middle of the day or at lunchtime, if you if you plan your meals and you cook on, say, cook all your meals on a Sunday and put them in containers so you can grab or grab meals when you come home from work late night, then all of a sudden you will be make better decisions with with your nutrition. All right, doing your rehab, doing your stretching. This is one area that people violate when they're doing their workout plans. All they do is the, the training. They may do their running training. Uh, they may do their strength training, resistance training, or, or core training, or they may do crossfit training, whatever it is. They don't spend enough time stretching and rehabbing because injuries are a part of this game. All right, the basic part of resistance training is that you're slightly injuring uh, injuring your muscles all right you're tearing your muscles so that they can rebuild into bigger and better muscles so make sure you focus on your rehab and your stretching so that if you do experience a minor injury you can treat it and then return back to your commitment to your workout plan so make sure you guys are taking care of your body i'm not going to go on and on about that because i went longer on the first subject because I want to definitely finish with the last subject. But we, we're going to get to that later. Because I'm going to unveil the coaching program. And we're going to include the the workout program. In order to get everybody else to the next up. We're going to include that in the coaching program. So that's coming up on this one. Alright man. Quick thing on this one. NBA man. The NBA season is going to be extra special next, last year, next year. Coming in 2020. 2019-2020 uh, season. Last week. The Toronto Raptors just won the championship. They upset the Golden State Warriors. The Golden State Warriors fell apart. Speaking of injuries, fell apart getting down the stretch. And they still put up a little bit of a fight. But LeBron James and the Lakers are making some great changes. Man, they're already predicted to win next year's NBA championship. And they didn't even make the playoffs this year. So it's going to be excited for all my basketball fans to see what the Lakers are going to do. Um, you know. You can see what's going to happen with the Lakers, man. They already just uh, signed or they just signed the trade. Anthony Davis, the big man from the New Orleans Pelicans. And they may pick up another one of these crazy free agents. Maybe they, they, they may even pick up Kyrie Irving, I heard. And they may even pick up um, Kawhi Leonard, who just won the championship. So, man, it should be interesting with the NBA season coming up, especially if you're involved in the Los Angeles, Southern California area. All right. Last topic we're going to talk about, guys, is women. And I was watching Back to the Future today with my kids. And today is Father's Day. But I'm not going to mention much about it because by the time most of you guys hear it, Father's Day is going to be gone. But we watched Back to the Future Part 2. And they have a clip in there. That's one of my favorite uh, trilogies, by the way. But they have a clip in there where Doc is talking about going back and uh going back to the future and going to different areas with his time machine. And he says, and I want to go study one of the greatest mysteries that there are on the earth. And that is women. Okay. He wanted to go back to try to figure out 
What is it about women that are so mysterious that we just can't figure out? Well, here's one nugget that I want to give you to help you figure out women. And that is to be honest with women. Just be honest with them. When you're honest with women, you basically will get cut down, get to the core, cut to the chase with them. All right, because what they deal with, and this is how they're brought up. Don't get pissed at me if you're a woman listening to this, talking about I'm lying. What women do is they lie. They lie every single day. They lie every single day. This is They use manipulation. They use the tongue. And the reason why they use their tongue, the reason why they use manipulation, the reason why they lie all the way down a lion on their backs, the reason why they do this is because they're weak. They're physically weak vessels. And they weren't blessed with the genetics that men were blessed with. Now, most men, I mean, 98% of men, they're strong. I mean, we're just stronger. We can pick up stuff. We can open jars. We can push stuff. I mean, anybody want to come here and dispute me on that one? All right, they're ridiculous. Sure, you can find one woman out of 10 that is going to be stronger than nine uh, men, maybe five men. One woman might be stronger than five out of 10 men. But the, but the vast majority of them are weaker. And being that they're weak, they have to use other ways to get what they want. So let's just play this picture out. There's a six foot eight man and a five foot two woman. She wants something from that man. Is she going to be able to twist his arm? Is she going to be able to punch him in the gut, kick him in the knee? All right. To get what she wants. No, she must lie and use manipulation to get what she wants. This is why they lie. All the time. You just have to assume that they're lying. So let's take the five foot two woman and, and put her in today's category. Let's just put her in today. She woke up this morning, got out of the bed, probably brushed her teeth, took a shower. She put on all these fragrances, fragrances, ah, fragrances. And then she applied makeup, paint, eyelashes. She straightened her hair. She changed it. She might have changed colors. All right. She might have changed the color from one week to the next. She put her push-up bra on. She put her spanks on. She threw her high heels on. She changed her height from five foot two. Now she's five foot seven. She thinks she's bigger. She thinks she's better. And this all is basically a lie. She basically woke up and took whoever she was and made her into a different person. So this is a lie by itself. Now, I'm not critical of women doing this. This is what they have to do. They have to do this. Because if they came out how they woke up, like we did. All right, we threw a, we, we, we sprayed a couple of uh, water drops on ourselves. All right, threw our pants on and went outside just like we are. All right, we might some of us might have brushed our hair. And we just went out the way we were. Now, they can't do that. Because they're going to have to be able to compete and, and get the things that they need. So when I say that they lie every day, they lie. This is the start of their lie. Everything else that they're going to use, they're going to use a, a smile. They're going to use joyful conversation to engage you. They're going to make you think you're they're interested in you just to get the things that they want. Oh, hi. Yeah. You know, touch your shoulder. All of these things. They don't even like you. They hate you. They despise you. They're competing with you and they're doing this lie to get what they want from you.
because they know you're weak for certain things with them. So when I say they lie every day, they lie every day. Now, here's what you do. You don't fight fire with fire with them. So say, for instance, let's take the short woman and the bigger man to get what he wants. His best bet is to not lie to her. His best bet is to be honest with her. Because when you're honest with her, you can cut right to the chase. There's no BS. Women have a BS meter. They can figure out who's BS in them or not. And many times when you're honest with them, you can cut right to where you want to go with them. This has just been my experience. Now, some people will tell you you got to lie, manipulate and do all of that stuff. Yeah, you can do that. But what that's going to cost you is time. That's going to cost you a massive amount of time because now you got to try to get her. You know, her BS meter is just going off each one of these lies that you tell her. And at the end of the day, if you do her wrong and, and you know, she knows she she was lying to you, but she doesn't care about that. If you do her wrong, she's going to come at you. You know, there's no what do you hell hath no fury like a woman scorn. She's going to be pissed. And I don't like scorn women coming after me, man. I had an ex-wife and she was scorned and she came after me for seven, eight years. And it wasn't pleasant. <laughs> OK, it was not pleasant. So my best bet in my experience was to tell the truth with them. Tell them exactly what I'm looking for. Doesn't mean you have to be an a-hole about it because I think the a-hole game and all that stuff, that doesn't work. That doesn't work for the majority of women. For weak women, that'll work for. But for, for the regular woman, you just tell them what you want. You tell them from the beginning, man, I don't believe in marriage, cohabitation, or none of that. Now, some women are going to be like, if that's what they wanted, they ain't going to deal with you. They're just going to go away. And guess what? That's exactly what I want them to do. That's exactly what I want them to do. I'm not going to waste time on you trying to tell you that I believe in marriage, relationships, cohabitation, engagement, all of that stuff. Just to tell you to get get you, you know, to get you to lie down for me. I'm not going to do that because that's going to take me so much time to get to it. But when I'm honest with a woman, what's going to happen is it's going to trigger this thing. They're going to believe that they can still change your mind. So you tell them, I don't believe in relationships, long-term relationships, cohabitation, and marriage. Now, in their experience, they can throw some peace leave on you and change your mind. But if you're strong in your conviction that you don't believe in those things, and no, I don't care how good the peace leave is, that won't change your mind. Then what'll happen is they're going to go to step two. So they believe that they're going to change you. They throw you some peace leave. They'll be like, I'm going to throw this on them. And he going to come flipping. All right. But you already done banged out so many bras that it ain't even going to matter. So they see after a while, you know what? He was honest with me. He told me nothing was going to happen if I threw the peace leave on him. I threw that peace leave on him and it done changed a whole bunch of men. You know how many men want these peace leave? I put it on them. And it didn't do nothing. And what's going to happen is she's going to continue to stay around because she can be like, maybe if I do this, maybe if I do that. But at some point, step two is going to happen. They're going to come to the realization that they may not be able to change you. They may be like, okay, this dude is serious. This coach Greg Adams dude is serious. All right. I watched his videos. You know, a lot of women that I deal with, they watch my videos on the sneak. They listen to my podcast on the sneak. They don't, they, they know it's there. All right. They, they tell me they know it's there, but they, I don't have time to watch it, but they watching me. They're like, I can change them. But at some point, they'll be like, you know what? I didn't gave him so much peace leave. I didn't gave him everything he wanted. I did all the tricks and he still ain't changed. He's still not coming off. So 
you know, I'm going to have to put up my AA game or what I'm going to have to do is I'm going to have to go to step three where I'm going to have to decide if I'm going to stay in there with this, with this individual, continue to give him everything that I'm giving him and not change him. All right. Cause he ain't budging, but am I still going to give him all this peace leave? Am I still going to do monkey double backflips? Am I still going to be able to just drop on my knees and give it to him knowing that he's not going to change because the longer I stay in it now, she's no longer getting a benefit. She knows that there's no uh, gold at the end of the rainbow. So she's going, okay, I, I'm going to stick in now. Or she could say, I'm, I'm out. And she'll realize, okay, I gave him all that peace leave. He was right. He didn't change. And now I just, you know, gave it up. Um, and, and the reality is, you know, you think these women are joyfully giving you sex and joyfully giving you blowjobs and joyfully doing monkey double backflips. No, they're doing it to get something out of it. Some women hate doing some of the stuff that they do. But they have to act like they remember I told you they're liars, right? They have to act like they're enjoying it. Now, of course, you're gonna get some woman on here listening to this, like, I love doing monkey double backflips. I know you do, but you like getting stuff out of it too. All right, but for the vast majority of them, when you when you actually show that they're not getting anything out of sex, you'll see them crawl away. They'll be like, ah, I'm gonna just try this on somebody else. Now, if they decide to stay. In and keep giving you monkey double backflips. What's going to happen is, if they ever come up and say, "You know what? I've been we've been doing this for a year. We've been doing this for two years, and you still haven't changed. I thought you were changed." Then you can say, "Listen, I told you from the jump. I was honest with you. There's no marriage. There's no long-term relationships. There's no cohabitation. We continue to do this, and you do it at will, or you walk away. It's that simple." See, this is why it's important to be honest with them, because then they can't say that you changed the game. You flip the script on them. They can be the one to decide. Let them be the one to make the decision. And they get stuck when they have to make a decision, man. I mean, you just women in general. This is why when you go to a job, they have to do all these meetings to make a damn decision. The women boss come in there. OK, all right, I'm the boss. But what, what should we do? All right. There's really not, you know, an, any authority in their in their leadership. Everything's OK. We're going to be a team. And then they meet and meet and meet and meet to come to one damn conclusion. All right. And it ain't even theirs. All right. Women do not do a good job of making decisions, especially on the spot, man. They will f panic, freeze up, you know, all, all kinds of be like, dang. Make a decision. Stop standing in the middle of the road. A no decision is a horrible decision. And for them, when you put it on them to decide, they will take their time. They will drag their feet. And at the end of the day, you're getting what you want out of them. All right. You're getting the best that they're ever going to get. They give you. You're getting the absolute best that you're ever going to give. Uh, they're ever going to give to you. So this is why I say, guys, be honest with them and you will save yourself a lot of time. You will save yourself a lot of headache when you're dealing with them. When it comes to the red pill stuff, be honest with them. All right. And it's it's coming to the point where red pill is going to be the mainstream uh, idea for men. You don't have to hide the fact that you're red pill. Women know. I'm telling you guys, women that I deal with, they know. They know. They listen to me. They watch me. And, and nothing happens. Nothing changes. 
they still get now the ones that do change they just go away but the ones that are dealing with me and then watching me on the back end they don't go oh man i saw you you were an a-hole and i can't believe that you believe that they don't say nothing <laughs> they continue to do monkey double backflips and keep it keep it 100 so it's best to be honest with them that's just my opinion on that one all right man that's my podcast for the day. Thanks for listening in. Enjoy your week. Check back uh, with the YouTube channel. We are probably should hit this. I'm going to say I'm going to give it two weeks, but it could happen in one week. And then once that happens, we're going to roll out the Triumph coaching program that I want to put together for several guys who are interested. So thanks again for joining me. And we're going to be out. Peace. <laughs>